Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Travel Weekly Podcast. I'm Amy Keeley and on this episode, Lee Hayhurst makes a return, this time talking to On The Beach's founder and chief executive, Simon Cooper. Okay, so I'm here today with Simon Cooper, founder and chief executive of On The Beach in these amazing new offices that they recently moved into in Manchester. Paint a picture of where we are and the environment in which we're currently sitting. So we are in a large uh, sort of former aircraft factory, um, about five minutes walk from Piccadilly Station in the centre of Manchester. We're Ancoat side and we're sort of sitting, I suppose, in a 15,000 square foot floor of which there are three here. And I've come in from the outskirts of Manchester today and was really taken by the amount of development going on in this area. It's kind of industrial still, but there's so many flats and office departments office, um, going up around the place. So it seems to be a really dynamic place to be located for business. Is that yeah, so I think, I think, I mean, clearly Manchester's uh, sort of come a long way, even in, even in the recent past. I think obviously the business was formally based on the outskirts of Manchester, five or six miles away. And the, the, the kind of the, the resource um, has shifted dramatically, of course, across the last 10 years. So we now have more technologists in the business than we have contact centre staff. And as we looked to sort of to our future back in maybe 2017, um, we polled our own workforce extensively and, and asked you know, where they wanted to be, how they wanted to work and so on. And it was very clear that the needs of the contact centre were very separate to the needs of the, the digital departments. Um, and as a result of that, we sort of started looking for space in Manchester and um, sort of to move up here. And I guess <clears throat> there's lots of different places you can base yourself in Manchester, um, but the central hub is Piccadilly Station. It's where all yeah. of the trains, where all the buses, where all the trams terminate. So if you are going to sort of put yourself in as convenient a location as possible for as many people as possible, both the, the existing workforce and the talent we want to recruit, it's base yourself near Piccadilly Station. Famously, on the beach started in a terraced house and you spending money on your credit card on Google to get Google Ads. The, the difference between that and what you've got now is astonishing. But for your own, for yourself, sense of pride in what you've achieved at this stage. Of course, uh, you know, and it's been a. I suppose the fun has been in the journey, you yeah. know. So it's so reflecting back on, on all of the, the the kind of the unique experiences that you have when when building a business like this in a sector like travel. And where do you think? Where do you put the company on its on its journey? Is is this a company still in its youth? Do you think there's a lot of road ahead? You know, you've achieved a heck of a lot. So I, I hope we still have that kind of, you know, youthful exuberance and energy and and, and the entrepreneurial spirit with which we were, we were born. And I think that you know, I mean, we we're in a hugely fortunate position now that we have you know the talent that we've managed to um, attract across across the years. You know, we have bandwidth, sort of both financially and kind of a from a resource perspective. And I think we've built a core platform that can support, you know, a whole host of kind of adjacent markets that we, ha we haven't historically. So those might be international. They could be pushing into long haul space. They could be more tailor made. They could be the B2B space. Yeah. Let's just touch on long haul because that's not something you've traditionally been known for. The, the core website between 2004 launch and 2018 was a flight plus hotel path. It was transparent so you could see the price of every individual element. The legislation change in July 2018 meant we were able to rebuild a sort of a parallel path that was pre-packaged, so bundled um, flight plus hotel and ancillaries. And that's then given us the ability to access the, the, the long haul sort of ITX fares 
um, for the package. And so we've built our first two long wall integrations. And I think we've got another five um, sort of coming in the next month or two. Right. So hopefully that opens up a sort of a portfolio of long haul availability. Obviously, while we've been um, working with the airlines, we've also been adding ground products. Yeah. Um, so if we can open up the Caribbean and sort of East, East Coast US, as well as uh, Dubai and, and, the, and the rest of the Emirates and the Indian Ocean and beyond to Thailand and yeah. so on. Um, yeah, so we're selling we're selling a whole host of destinations we haven't previously. So those first two integrations, what, what have they allowed you to sell? Which, which destinations? Well, so so obviously em Emirates is Dubai and beyond, so yeah. in Indian Ocean and Thailand, and, and BA a whole host of destinations, but mainly Westbound. Yeah, and is that opening up a new market for you in terms of customers, or, or are your existing customers going, oh, you do you do long haul now? We're interested, so a bit of probably a bit, bit of both. Bit of both sure. Yeah. So I mean, clearly we have uh, we have customers who take a second holiday, and historically they've booked that second holiday maybe in the winter to go to the Canary Islands for one week with us, and their 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 more expensive holiday um, has been at a different time of the year and with a different provider. Um, so there's both that and also you know new customers that we previously previously haven't been able to access, albeit we are very fortunate that you know having had the presence we've had online for the length of time we have. Um, and, and bid as we have done on generic keywords, we have a whole host of people that are searching for long haul destinations, even when we didn't have the product to sell. So let's move on to talk a bit about how you see the market. So you, you, you recently talked about trading and you've put into the market some, some good figures for yourselves. What's, what's your overall view of the market um, this year though? It's outside of on the beach and the people doing well. I think there's clearly people struggling a little bit this year and Brexit may be the main reason for that. How do you see things? Do you think it's gonna be um, Look back on it as a sticky year for the, for the industry. Now I think we've all got clarity that Brexit is not going to happen before the 31st of October, um, which I think is leading to different booking patterns. So obviously in the late market, um, you know, it's, it's not unhelpful that the comparators are pretty um, soft from last year's hot summer plus World Cup. But I think there is still a, a sort of sluggishness, let's say, to long lead time bookings. So yeah. bookings, let's say, being placed early for travel in, you know, in 2020, uh, are uh, people are holding off. So, so we're, we're seeing, as usual, um, when, when the market's under strain, winners and losers. There's always, there's always someone who comes out better and there's always a bit, maybe even a, a sea change in, 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 in who emerges um, out of this. We're seeing the high street probably struggle a little bit. That's, that's maybe general as well, as well as just not just in travel. How, how do you how do you see those models shifting and and the winners and the losers and the and the battle for 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 market share working itself out? So I think I mean as we've sort of said many many times in the past, it's not unhelpful in a volatile environment to have the level of flexibility that we have. Clearly, the fact that we don't carry inventory is enormously helpful because we are not uh, having to react to kind of unfavourable conditions in market and discount. Yeah, and you invested in brands so told me a number of times in the past that also helps because your branded traffic is probably better than most of your competitors which helps with your, 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 your key cost which is your marketing cost exactly yeah so so I think that uh, I mean again we've seen over the last five years a continued strengthening of brand mm. so it's now nearly three quarters of traffic and uh, a continuing um, kind of efficiency in our paid marketing spend which means that you know um, you know, if you if you look back five years ago, we were spending fifty percent of our revenues on marketing. Today, it's more like thirty-five to forty. Right. Is there still um, scope to improve on that brand recognition? I mean, you go out there on, onto the, on the street and throw a few names at people on the beach. Probably is up there, but it's 
maybe yeah. not the most recognised travel brand. You still work to do on that. And how how do you take it to that next level? So I think I mean again doing doing more of what we have been doing, which is um, as we sort of see efficiencies in our online spend, we reinvest the proportion of those um, efficiencies into offline marketing activities. So this year we've done our our biggest ever kind of offline campaign from um, sort of Christmas Day through until now actually. And when we look forward at sort of next year and the year beyond, inevitably we will we will spend more money to be more visible on yeah. television. And you have been very visible on television. It's it's it's, it's very noticeable. So it's a channel that still works for you, even though it can be seen as expensive. You you think it's still got that power and cut through with the customer? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's very few places that you can go to 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 uh, to gain such recognition in such a short a short space of time. And I think it does it does require careful planning, mm. uh, and it does require um, uh, careful measurement and, and monitoring, but yeah. we're pleased with the effect, the effectiveness of our TV advertising across yeah. the last three to five years. Yeah. What's remarkable, like looking at the UK travel sector in which you operate, which is Short Hall Beach, is it in the last 20 years, even though we've seen Expedia come along, <clears throat> Booking.com, huge big global players, which, which you know, could take over everybody's business, they actually haven't. And in fact, you've grown up in that time. You've, there's been other OTAs in the UK that have emerged and, and developed really big businesses. What, what, why was there space for, the, for these UK type brands in, in a period when everything seemed to be going bigger and global and, and there was these big global players emerging? Yeah, I think, I mean, if you look at the, if you look at the global players in the main, they sell single element. So the, the successful kind of, um, the successful global players are focused on hotel only or flight only or flight met or whatever it happens to be. And I think that, you know, inevitably propositions like that are easier to globalize. Like you build a portfolio of hotel inventory you can sell in any, in any country in the world. You, know, you can sell a hotel in Paris to a hundred different uh, nationalities. Um, you know, obviously we are focused on selling beach holidays outbound from the UK, or we have been thus far, and, and, and you know, to build the very best um, beach holiday proposition, I think requires that focus. Yeah. And very, very difficult to do that when there are seemingly, for the global players, larger, lower hanging fruit to go after in, in, in globalizing into a, a new continent. Those bigger players are now trying to do multi-component. You've seen Booking bring in rental cars and integrate different um, product sets. Expedia's been out there saying, book more than one component with us and get a better deal. So they're kind of re trying to repackage the, the package that they broke apart. You know, maybe the consumer didn't, didn't ask it to be broken apart in the first place. Is that really where you've been able to um, retain such a market share is that in the, for, for the UK customer? They just want to buy a holiday and they don't really want to yeah, component yeah. it. And I think it goes back to, I mean, clearly, <clears throat> you know, there are many, many um, brands that are, are better known than on the beach in a whole host of different um, kind of verticals but on the beach is known as a beach holiday brand yeah. you know whereas it, let's say some someone like an Expedia um, I don't think they are yeah. looking forward are there other sectors of travel that you think you can move into where on the beach doesn't work as a brand and that you might you bought sunshine.co.uk um, a few years back you could even launch new brands uh, if you had sort of the, the, the platform to do that. What's your plans going forward? Where's, where's growth going to come from? I mean, clearly we have a number of different brands in the portfolio now. So on the beach for UK outbound beach, short haul and long haul, and um, we obviously have Sunshine, which is a parallel brand which which sells both beach and non-beach, but sort of warm places, I suppose. 
Um, we have Classic Collection, which is the luxury kind of offline yeah. retailer of short haul beach holidays, um, but I think opportunities to expand its portfolio so it goes into the long haul space. Obviously, Classic Package Holidays is a sub brand to Classic Collection, selling mainstream beach holidays through the high street. I um, mean, again, that can sell short haul and long haul. We've got E Beach internationally, yeah. uh, which sells in. Um, Sweden, Norway and, and Denmark and inevitably as we continue to extend the platform capabilities we'll be able to add further brands that are sort of specialists but in selling package. Yeah okay let's talk about classic a bit because that was a interesting move to go into more B2B and you know maybe wasn't really expected R rumors that another OTA is about to do a similar thing what well, you know you can always copy success I suppose so how's that working out for you so far and how's how's the the trade embracing the opportunity of, of classic okay so so the the existing business that we bought classic collection which sells like i said the luxury kind of short haul beach product and very sort of high touch tailor-made through through the high street continues to do exactly what it does uh, what it's done for years um sort of through the, the the team of dedicated staff in worthing and that sort of continues um today yeah um, and meantime, we sort of, uh, together with uh, Classic and feedback from the agents that were sort of consuming their luxury products, sort of set out to build a, a version of our B2C platform for the use of the high street. We launched that at the end of March. Um, it is on a, a, a brand called Classic Package Holidays. Yeah. It is solely for the use of the high street. Um, and it retails a, a subset of our kind of short haul beach portfolio, about 3,000 hotels on there. Um, we believe that the, the platform is incredibly easy to use, as we would hope we have in the sort of B2C space. We believe that it gives immediate access to a, a very um, uh, sort of good set of beach holiday products at very competitive prices. Mm -hmm. And we believe that we've built the right kind of service center to sort of to support the, the agencies. So I think we are sort of live with around about 750 agencies right now. Yep. Um, we'll continue to roll that out for the remainder of this calendar year. And we're sort of looking at, uh, you know, making sure that the incentives are right to get people kind of active on the platform and booking. Yeah. And the development of that all happens here because this is where the, the tech is based. All that will happen in-house and based in this new facility in Manchester. Yeah. So, so obviously the tech, the tech, the tech build is, you know, sort of through the OTB sort of, you know, tech team and tech platform and so on. And then obviously the, all the sales, uh, the sales force kind of activity that's agent facing happens through the, the classic team. Yeah. Just, just talk a bit about your ambitions to move into other overseas markets. You mentioned Sweden with eBeach. A any other markets you're eyeing, or are you eyeing any more markets, or is that it for now? Yeah, with I a view think, to I think, uh, I mean, ine inevitably, we will continue the journey to expand internationally. Yeah. Um, there are a number of markets we have our, our eyes on at the moment, and we're kind of comparing and contrasting the likely cost of organic rollout into market with assets that may be available that we could buy mm -hmm. and, and sort of fast track that journey. How do you assess the potential in those markets? Are you looking for markets that are similar to the UK in terms of package beach demand? Is it language? Is it uh, access to products? What, what, what makes you interested in a market overseas? So I think, I think uh, you know, not a bad place to start from is to look for similarities with, with UK markets. So there is a, a, a strong propensity for people to book outbound holidays and to go to sort of similar product in similar destinations that the Brits go to. Clearly we have, as well as having sort of, you know, our own proprietary tech platform that we've built up over the last 10 plus years, we have our own kind of portfolio of, of, of beach products. Not unhelpful if we can market that across more territories. As we said, you're hearing this, you know, 
modern facility. It's only in November, I think, you moved in. We moved in November, yeah. So it's not been too long, but um, it's a key, a key moment in, on the beach's development and history, which goes back to, to the Terrace House in Cheadle, was it? Or no, Macclesfield. Macclesfield. So you know, you're a successful entrepreneur and you've done very well personally out of it. Had that original uh, OTB Macclesfield business failed, which a lot, a lot do at those early stages, and you had to move on and do something else, what do you think you would have gone on to do? And do you think there's something about you know, your entrepreneurialism that would, you mean you'd, you'd have been in a success in that, in that business? Or was, was this the one big hit, you know, opportunity for Simon Cooper and you know, you've obviously made it work? Do you think you could have gone on and done something in some, some other sector? Well, I, th I think you know, we shouldn't forget, I, I sort of accidentally fell into travel back in the, in the mid-90s. Mm -hmm and ran a business um, prior, to, prior to On The Beach that was moderately successful. Um, and, and I suppose sort of life, life circumstances dictated that uh, I, you know, I wanted to um, have another uh, venture within travel because I very much enjoyed the 10 years I'd spent in the travel industry. And I suppose at the time, there were a number of kind of dynamics shifting within the industry that presented the opportunity for On The Beach. I think the first thing I'd say about you know, my likely kind of career path had had on the beach not not done what it you know what, what it has done is I see myself largely as unemployable, which meant that if I wanted to earn any money, I kind of had to work for myself. You know, I, I enjoy um, you know a wide ranging kind of you know bunch of activities, so it's very difficult to sort of to put me into mm. in, into one box, which meant again the sort of the the, the free ranging nature of being an entrepreneur suited me. I'm, I'm not averse to working hard, which you know you need to be to be an entrepreneur. I'm not. I'm not averse to taking risk. When you say unemployable, do you mean you'd be impossible to manage because you wouldn't be able to put into a particular role? You'd want to do other things. Is that is that what yeah. makes an entrepreneur? I, do you think? Yeah, I think impatient. You have to be impatient, yeah. and, and 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 that can that can be a very difficult kind of uh, you know a very difficult difficult personality trait to harness. Yeah. And, and the business is big now compared to what it was. You can't be over everything. Um, well, maybe you can, but you know, not in obviously the detail that you could have been before. Does does that worry you as an entrepreneur? You're letting a bit of control go. You've, you're bringing in some good people. You're going to have to trust them to do their bit in the business. Yeah, I mean, I'm, hopefully, and this has been the case now for many, for many, many years as we've been building up the senior team. But hopefully, I get to spend enough time with each of them that they have a clear understanding of my vision. Uh, you know, for the business, and 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 hopefully again, you know, at whatever level it might be, I still have some value to add. Yeah, so obviously the business floated. So you know, you're very public now. You've got to do trading updates for the city. Very different kind of business to how it was. What do you see longer term, 10, 20 years from now, that on the beach will will, will become? Well, I mean, again, you know, I, I hope we can maintain some of the uh, you know the traits that have made us the, the success that we've been. And I see at the moment a huge opportunity in taking you know what has been a fairly kind of focused proposition, you know, UK online short haul beach and sort of broadening the appeal to every beach holiday maker that wants to travel from the UK and, you know, and internationally. Yeah. So I think, you know, at this point in time, it's about broadening the addressable audience. Yeah. And I think, you know, we can continue to grow the business. And well on the way to becoming a bit of a tech sort of centre and hub for Manchester, because like you say, this, this facility is now bringing in people from all sorts of businesses and it's become a bit of a becoming a community here. yeah and I think um, I mean where, where we are in this office at the moment we have around about 140 in the tech team um, we brought in another 30 just in the in the course of this calendar year 
and I think that you know we sort of set out to build the tech team up to 250 to 300 across the next three to five years, let's say, and it, it may well be the case that we can do we can move faster than that. Great. Well, look, thanks, Simon. It's great to see the place at long last. It's been a long, a long time before I may have to come up here and look at it. But thanks for that. Thanks for showing me around, and good luck with the future. Thank you. Lee. it for this episode if you do have a few spare moments we'd really appreciate you rating and reviewing our podcast on the apple Podcasts app so others can find us more easily